0: Ant colonies dig extensive tunnel networks, forage for food, and even police one another. All without using a single word or gesture. Dr. Daniel Kronauer is a scientist at Rockefeller University in New York City, and he studies the way ants get those jobs done. In the past few months, his lab has uncovered key insights into how that communication process works. Reporter Abigail Fagan tells us more.
1: Daniel Kronauer has been interested in bugs since he can remember.
0: My first... uh pet that I actually bought myself was a tarantula at the age of, I think, 10 or something. And uh, I had, like, my whole room at some point was full of, like, terrariums with scorpions and chameleons and all kinds of things.
1: Kronauer's lab mirrors the insect-filled bedroom of his childhood. Small rooms heated to tropical temperatures branch off from the central corridors. They're stacked with the red-loaded Tupperware you can buy at the grocery store, but these ones are filled with ants. Kroner estimates that his lab has about 100,000 ants.
0: Uh, The beige things you see inside the cluster, these are larvae now, Um, and they are quite active. You can actually see them wiggle around if you look closely.
1: All of these ants belong to one species called the clonal raider ant. Like others, they sense their neighbors' pheromones with odorant receptors. Kronauer's team investigated those receptors. First, the team sequenced the genome of the species. They discovered a massive number of genes that code for odorant receptors, especially compared to other animals. Next, they knocked out one of those genes to breed a batch of receptor-free ants. The ants turned out to be total social misfits, wandering aimlessly around the edge of a petri dish while their colony mates clumped together in the middle. These findings prove that perceiving chemicals is what really drives communication and social behavior in ants.
2: Chemistry is the language of, um, of, uh, of ants, uh, extremely important to guiding social behavior.
1: That's Dr. James Tronello.
2: James Trinello, Professor of Biology, Boston University.
1: Trinello's research is devoted to understanding the evolution of social behavior in insects. He was impressed by Kronauer's articles about the receptor free outcast ants.
2: So these are both really cutting edge papers in the field of sociogenomics. So, genomically, you have, uh, you have some insight. Into um, uh, into what the uh, molecular basis might be of of social evolution.
1: To carry out the experiment, Kronauer's team knocked out the gene with the relatively new technique CRISPR-Cas9. CRISPR can edit an organism's genome precisely and powerfully.
2: First of all, it's just incredible that he he's done CRISPR uh, oh, in ants. Yeah. This is really difficult to do, and I know he's been working on it for a while, and so. I mean, he deserves, um, you know, massive kudos for getting mm-hmm. this all to work.
1: The team tagged each ant with a unique colored dot. Magnified on Kronauer's computer screen, the regular ants clustered together. The two modified ants meander around the outer edge, creating endless loops of magenta and lime green. Ants are a prime example of complex social behavior. Colonies are sometimes referred to as superorganisms, where individuals have specialized tasks that allow the community to operate on a grand scale. An ant's destiny in the colony is based on both genetics and the environment. The innate component, Kronauer tells me, is based on behavioral response thresholds, internal levels that determine how an ant acts. Say you're living with a roommate, Kronauer says, and dirty dishes begin to pile up. At a certain point, the mess will spur you to wash the dishes. But that point might be different for you and your roommate.
0: And so immediately you have this division of labor emerge, where one person is pretty reliably the dishwashing specialist, and the other person does something else. Um, But now if you remove the dishwasher from the apartment, the pile of dishes will get higher and higher and higher, and then at some point, hopefully at least, it will reach the threshold of the second person in the apartment.
1: The same goes for ants. At some point, the ant will reach a threshold where it's driven to go forage or care for the colony's young. Those innate thresholds can interact with environmental factors, like how many ants have already left the colony. Moving forward, the team has three main goals. The first is continuing to identify the evolution and mechanisms of chemical communication. The second is investigating those behavioral response thresholds. What factors will influence them? What's the insect equivalent of dirty dishes? The third is to connect the dots between response thresholds and the division of labor that results.
0: I think especially now we're in a very good position to to look at the really interesting biology of ants uh, in a way that I think so far people haven't really been able to to do because of the the kind of limitations you have in, in terms of techniques.
1: And that, Kronauer says, is what makes him really excited. In New York, I'm Abigail Fagan.